Welcome to Venture Boldly, an Alter podcast. Each week, we host inspiring conversations with game-changing entrepreneurs, investors, and operators, building and scaling the tech ecosystems of Latin America, South and Southeast Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. At Alter Global, we are a different kind of Silicon Valley venture capital firm. Beyond returns, we are guided by a belief in the power of tech unicorns rather than traditional foreign aid to completely transform nations. Our founders are role models in the making, catalyzing the next wave of ventures in their communities. Our entrepreneurs are not just building their companies, they're building their countries. I'm so excited to introduce to you our next guest, four out of 15 of the amazing fellows of our current cohort, Eileen, Alberto, Sangya, and Shirag. They're here to tell you more about the Alter Fellowship Program, which provides management consultants, data scientists, engineers, product managers, and other tech rock stars a six-plus-month opportunity to work directly with one of our top ventures at an emerging tech city around the world. We all met this past September for the Fall 2021 Fellowship Orientation which we hosted in Mexico City. Since then, they've each begun working at their respective venture. And today, you'll hear directly from them on who they are and we'll deep dive into each of their experiences so far as Alter Fellows. To learn more and apply to our highly selective fellowship program for young professionals, go to alter.vc slash careers slash fellowship. Thank you. All right, so without further ado, let's hear from our four fellows here. Tell us a little bit more about where you're from, what your background is, and a little intro into what you guys are currently doing at your venture. Eileen, why don't you kick us off? Hey, my name's Eileen Abisher. I'm originally from Zurich, Switzerland, but I've spent most of my adolescence in the States. I attended the George Washington University in Washington, D.C., where I studied political science and business administration. After undergrad, I worked in consulting for the past two years, and a couple months ago, I left consulting to pursue the Alter Fellowship. I'm currently based in Mexico City, where I'm an operations strategy fellow with Clara, which is the best corporate spend management platform for Latin America. Thank you. Alberto. How about you? Yeah, I'm uh, Alberto Lambert. I uh, grew up in, in Norfolk in the countryside in, in the United Kingdom. And then I went to go and study at uh, UCL in London. I did politics, philosophy and economics, uh, specializing in economics and data science. And then I went to London Business School and read analytics and management for my master's. I sort of started my, my career with just a, a breadth of internships and, and financial services, both on buy side and sell side which culminated in some time in global investment research at Goldman Sachs, and then sort of properly kicked off my career at a, an edtech, Series A edtech company based in Stockholm, working in business development. And now, as an Alter Fellow, I'm working in product, specializing in marketplace dynamics, so basically the balance between supply and demand at Cargo Technologies in Jakarta. Thank you. Awesome. How about you, Sonia? Hi, my name is Sangeet Kiwali. I'm originally from Nepal, but I spent most of my life in the U.S., in the East Coast, nearby Washington, D.C. 
I went to get my undergrad at the University of Pittsburgh, uh, where I studied pre-med, economics, anthropology, did a little bit of work, but always within the intersection of product, ops, and strategy as a whole. Um, recently, I went to get my master's in Tsinghua University in Beijing through the Schwarzman Scholars Program, where I studied global affairs, but with the more focused lens on technology and economics. And currently, I'm in Egypt working at FlexTalk, which is fulfillment and logistics within the region um, and at large within the MENA region overall. Thank you, Sonia. How about you, Sharag? Hey everyone, my name is Shirag. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and I went to the University of Pennsylvania where I studied finance and Chinese. After college, I worked in consulting at MasterCard and their fintech and business strategy group. And then more recently now, I've joined Alter and am currently based out of Jaipur, India, where I am chief of staff to the CEO of GrowSpace, where we're trying to create an ed tech learning product to teach investing in financial literacy to the Indian population. Thank you so much, guys. So tell us a little bit more on what's your day-to-day at work and has this met your expectations? So tell us both about your weekends and about the specific projects that you're taking on at work. The Alter Fellowship did my expectations in terms of what I thought my day-to-day was going to be. Like I mentioned, I'm based out of Mexico City, so a large part of my fellowship time is spent exploring the city and the neighboring towns of Mexico City. I've traveled quite a bit on the weekends and made made the use of the beaches in Mexico, which has been absolutely amazing. In terms of work, I'm an operations strategy fellow, so my project primarily are with the operations and the growth team. So it's digging into the data, understanding all the analytics behind what we're tracking from an operations perspective, and then really doing process improvements. In addition, we recently just launched in Brazil, and we're planning on launching in Colombia after the new year. So a lot of it is project management around the launch in in Brazil that just occurred, as well as the launch about to happen in Colombia. Thank you, Eileen. How about you, Alberto? Yeah, I I didn't really have any expectations, so (laughs) I don't know whether it succeeded them or not. I just came in completely cold and just like take every day as it comes still. What I do know is it has given me the freedom to, so I mean, because we weren't able to get our visas for Indonesia, I traveled from our sort of kickoff orientation in Mexico City to Madrid and then to Barcelona and then to Rome and then road tripped up Italy, which is like my, well, not native country, but my my mother country, let's say, which was great to sort of integrate a lot more into Italian culture for, for a month, about a month and a half. And then spent about a month in Istanbul before coming out here to Copenhagen before heading out to Jakarta. So I guess like that's the personal side of this experience. It's just I've been able to travel quite a lot and intend to continue doing so once I hit Southeast Asia as well. On a day-to-day basis, my role in cargo has evolved. Like to begin with, I was much more in an operations role, scoping out various different like opportunities and, and, and just like Eileen was saying, sort of process improvement. And then because the company has had a, a product deficit, it's growing its products, product offering a lot more. I had the opportunity to shift over to product. And now I'm, as I mentioned, managing this sort of supply demand problem. I guess a key example of a, a project I worked on was we have a sort of a supply deficit. We need more transporters. And 
ultimately my role was sort of how do we actually increase that supply and drilling down into that and then basically we identified that actually it wasn't a case of there aren't enough transporters it was that they're not active and why are they not active and then you know drilling down into changing a bid rank algorithm to prioritize new transporters to activate them and i guess what what that sort of showed me not, not just that but really the exposure in terms of handling supply and demand on a product like this is I mean the Auto Fellowship has given me this access direct to a problem where like I'm sitting in a room having a discussion and then that actually happens within the next week and then it's like okay well that happened last week in response to what we did like what's next that iteration is something that I've just never experienced before it's a, it's a very rapid flywheel. Thank you. What about you, Sonia? Yeah, so I think a lot of, I echo a lot of what Alberto just said in terms of that, you know, getting really used to that iteration is something, the very quick, rapid, like you talk about something in a meeting and then it kind of just translates over to work or some sort of product um, pretty immediately is a very amazing process to kind of witness. In terms of my expectations, I think location-wise, I love to travel and coming to Egypt, I was just excited about being in a new place and not really having too much expectation and and taking it all in, which I'm doing with anyone from my team that I've kind of grown to know to just taking in and everything that the country has to offer, the culture has to offer. In terms of my day-to-day and what it involves, I'm on the product side of things. I am a team of one, which means I basically get to grow and build the organization, the product organization within within FlexTalk, which is very has been very rewarding. So, you know, typically what a product role entails and you know, layer on top of that strategy and actually how to think about how to get the organization to grow overall, how to think about people has been something that is a little bit new, but something I find pretty rewarding in terms of projects and what the daily tasks kind of look like, you know, it's anywhere from launching completely new product um, portals, software within a week, which is what I was involved with this week, to thinking about new products and new systems to kind of build out that because we're such early still within our within our growth is thinking about how do you actually you become competitive and how do you actually inject like your value proposition within everything that you're building out, which is really the product ecosystem overall. And so I am part of the core leadership in, in trying to trying to shape that out. So getting interaction with the direct founders and other parts within, you know, be it ops or be it uh, marketing is something that I do on a daily basis. So it's a pretty 360 type of role. Amazing. Thank you. How about you, Shara? Yeah, for me, my day-to-day is honestly very busy and very exciting. So for at Growspace, there's the two co-founders, one other employee and me. And so it's just super, super early. And so I'm doing honestly a little bit of everything from product development, customer acquisition, marketing, and then even just working with the founders every day on brainstorming different product ideas. I've honestly learned a lot just from joining such an early stage company. And it's, I feel like, you know, I'm really digging in and learning how to build a company from scratch. And so it's been super exciting just to have so much control and really feel like I can steer, you know, the company in direction that I want or that I believe and just have a platform to, you know, enforce my own opinion and really feel like I can create something that the team uh, would actually listen to. And so in that regard, work has been super exciting. And I think expectation-wise, my experience, it's already exceeded my expectations for sure. I, I also, like Alberto, didn't really have any expectations coming in and I've really, really enjoyed my experience so far and I've learned a lot. 
And I think in terms of my weekends, so I've only been in India now for 10 days, but I'm super excited to get to explore India and travel different places and just immerse myself in the, in the local community. Amazing. Thank you so much, guys. It's so interesting to hear about your day-to-day as a fellow in a new country, in a new work environment. So tell us a little bit more about who you work closely and what's your interaction with either C-Suite or, or the founders directly. Eileen. I work closely with the head of operations as well as the operations team. So that can include anyone from logistics or from collections. It's really great that you get access to pretty much the whole organization as an Alter Fellow because you kind of can go across the organization and see what you're interested in and kind of dig deeper into that. In terms of my relationship with the founders, they have pretty much an open door policy. So you can work closely with them and talk closely with them and bounce ideas off of them. They make themselves really available to you. If anyone has interest in in working closely with founders, then I would definitely recommend the Alter Fellowship because I think that is access that you receive as an Alter Fellow. How about you, Alberto? Yeah, so as far as uh, C-Suite goes, I, I have like a direct line to, to Tiger, which is great. So Tiger being CEO. And we have a weekly check-in. It's like a one-on-one. And then equally... Like same with the head of strategy and ops, like regular check-ins. And then my immediate report is the head of biz ops. And obviously, I mean, what is quite nice about the way that he manages the team is that we have like two sort of team check-ins a week and then also like one-on-ones at least once a week, which are designed specifically for like non-work discussion to try and focus on process versus like practice and implementation. Most closely, I work with sort of like anyone from fulfillment team, a lot with data and analytics teams, because ultimately the decisions that I make and I guess sort of the the frameworks and processes that I'm operating from in in order to build features out or modify features are all based on like the data. One of the things I'm I'm actually currently working on is, is trying to map my own sort of like analytics background onto the cargo infrastructure which is like a key challenge I'm overcoming to try and become, I guess, more of like a one-man band. It's definitely like a, a powerful attribute to be able to run your own ad hoc analysis without the need for like a bigger data infrastructure. But ultimately, those are the people that, that I'm engaging with. I'd resonate with, with Eileen in terms of exposure. It's, it's great. Like there, there is a direct line to basically anyone. I think as an Alta Fellow, it's, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because people listen and they'll always not necessarily prioritize you, but like they'll always answer you and, and, and hear you out as like an outside perspective. You haven't really sort of been in the organization for a, lo- a long time. So you normally see things in a slightly different way. Equally, you are on the back foot from day one because you just have so much getting used to. So a lot of the best practices, recommendations, strategies that I've discussed and I've proposed have been like totally off the mark. And the reason for that is like I'm operating from a lot of assumptions, which just don't hold in these countries, even at you know these stages. And so I, I think that's like that's an interesting challenge. That's a challenge in working with the C-suite as well, because like the C-suite are incredibly talented and experienced, but also like you need to try and figure out where they're coming from because your like outsider, idealistic, Western corporate perspective doesn't really apply here. Uh, I just think that's an interesting learning on how to interact with C-suite as well. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, Alberto. Sonia. The fellowship is a very unique 
way to challenge yourself in a way that you might have not even thought that you can. I think everyone kind of brings their own special like specialty skills into into these not roles, not knowing that they're going to be thrown into a completely different context and also be given the autonomy to actually influence things at a high level, you know, as much as the organization, which is, you know, if you're ready for it, then, you know, there's no better way to build those muscles than than the fellowship. And that kind of brings with it, I think, this excitement and also needing to kind of really engage yourself in the local context, because at least in the product side of things, a lot of assumptions how we interact with digital systems today, at least for me, is very influenced by where we grow up and, and what our expectations are. And if you build from that space, then, you know, you're not necessarily thinking about the people that you're trying to serve at the end of the day. And I think that's a pretty big lesson that kind of just goes beyond even product itself. And it's about how organizations get built and the impact that they have. And so it's really actually forced me to think a little bit more critically at my own assumptions and dive deeper into understanding the nuances of the culture in a way that I didn't even expect in terms of being part of you know, being so ingrained within the leadership of the organization and being able to have that type of power and autonomy to make decisions is not something I take lightly today. But, you know, I really try to make it as much of a learning experience as much as it is to, you know, kind of impart your skills and and do like day-to-day tasks. I work with the CEO, the COO, and the head of tech on a pretty regular basis. But given that there are so many parts of the organization that are still being built, I kind of interact with pretty much the entire C-suite, if you will, every single day. And so it really, you know, there really isn't too much of a differentiation because in terms of building a good organization, you want to be able to represent the needs of the business as a whole. And so kind of allows you to engage and collaborate a little bit more, which is exciting as well. So not too much differentiation in terms of who I work with, I think. What about you, Chirag? What's your interaction with the founders and what are the challenges and, and benefits that come with? Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm interacting with the founders constantly. It's just the four of us. So those are the only people I talk to. <laughs> so uh, I think from that regards, it's been really awesome just to learn from them and how they think and what their vision is and even how they just execute tasks. I think some of the challenges, I think I've had to learn very quickly just on how to specifically the Indian market, Indian consumer, what are the demographics like, what their different preferences are, what what companies are already out there. And so I think just because, you know, I'm working directly with the founders and have to interact with them constantly, my own, you know, knowledge and expertise has had to come up to speed pretty quickly. And so I think it's just required me to be a little bit more thoughtful and more efficient and on what things I should be learning. And even when we're, when I'm discussing and having meetings with, with the founders, deciding when it's maybe time for me to take a step back and let them do the talking. So I think just understanding you know, what my own gaps are for the company and for my own knowledge and experience, I think that's kind of been the biggest thing that I've had to learn in just with working with such a small team and, and being so new. Absolutely. Thank you, Shirag. Now, I'd like to move on to how did you guys decide on your current fellowship? What was it about your fellowship that made you decide to experience the fellowship there? Eileen, let's start with you. 
Yeah, so Clara is actually one of Alter's newer investments, or it was at the time that I started interviewing. So it wasn't originally on my list of ventures because I just hadn't known about it. I didn't know it was an Alter investment. And then as soon as it was announced that Alter had invested, I had spoken to the global program director who I was interviewing with, with the Alter Fellowship. And I said, hey, I'm really interested in Clara. I've always wanted to work in Latin America. Do you think it's possible that maybe I could interview with them? And he said, yeah, let me reach out. I'll see if they're interested. I'll send them your resume, et cetera. So then they got back to me. They said they were interested in an interview. I had an amazing interview process with the head of operations, the head of growth, the chief of staff, and the CEO. And everyone was so kind and was telling me about the the high growth occurring there. So I just thought this is a no-brainer. This is a company that's clearly making a splash in their ecosystem. And I kind of want to be part of that high growth. So it was really a quite pleasant interview process. The global program director at Alter also encouraged me to speak with previous Alter Fellows, which was really helpful in establishing my decision to pursue the Alter Fellowship, as everyone had spoken so highly of it. So it really was a no-brainer. Alberto, what about you? My profile, my CV was put out there, and Cargo just happened to be looking for someone that sort of fit my, my bill. So, yeah, I, I started interviewing with them. And honestly, like my sort of breakdown of the interviews with Cargo was it was like the most intense interview process I've ever had. And that was really unexpected. Like I was, I was expecting it to be a lot more casual. Um, that's not to say that it was bad. It was actually like thoroughly enjoyable. It was just a lot. So I had like a, a starting out interview with the head of ops, which was great. Just like a sort of chit chat. And then I was sent a case, which I had like 48 hours to complete and then had to defend that case in an like hour and a half interview with like Q&A and then had an hour interview with the CEO and then an hour interview with the CTO. So like by the end, I think they were quite certain that they wanted me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think it was good. Like it was, I, I think the biggest lesson from these interviews is that after, I don't know, like the third stage or something, I was at the point where I, I just couldn't keep doing what I always used to do. So like, you know, when I was interviewing for Goldman or whatever, I, I, I really brushed up and I like polished myself. And in these cases, like I, I just had to like sit down and just be myself. And what I really actually appreciate is that the, despite the fact that Cargo has, I think it's around 160 to 200 employees, like the, the CEO and CTO are still sitting down interviewing every single employee as they come through the door. So what I considered to be my sort of final two hours of interviews was actually more of like a, it wasn't even sort of like a values fit. It was more of a, more of a conversation, open conversation for them to try and understand like what kind of attributes you're bringing to the company, where you should be sat to either influence or learn. And at the end of the day, I think an interview process like that, sure, it is intense and it can be a little bit intimidating and honestly unexpected. But the result is actually like quite a good fit, both in terms of character, values, and also skills, which is exactly why I've, I've been able to shift over to product sort of, again, like very quickly and seamlessly. Thank you, Alberto. Sonia, what about you? What was your process like? Yeah, so I don't think, uh, I mean, the interview process itself, I think there's a lot of similarities with every, some things that everyone has shared. It's a pretty well-encompassed interview. It's multi-round. I think it's, you know, it's case-based for most people. It was 
personally for me. And it was really, it was really interesting because it allowed me to kind of pull together like different parts I had learned from different places, not even like previous jobs to go through those rounds. But maybe more interestingly is, you know, why I decided on the fellowship as a whole. When I was making that decision, I was definitely looking for something a little bit more challenging than just a day-to-day like task-oriented type of siloed role that I think many people find themselves in nowadays. And I had a little bit of experience with product, but I wasn't necessarily sure if that was the direction I wanted to keep on going. And so it was really a testing ground to answer those questions, essentially. And in, in trying to do that, there were a few things I looked for. One was the company size. I was ready to kind of go in a little bit to the ground into emerging markets and, and really, really immerse myself in that. I was also looking for a smaller company than what I was used to. I definitely had experience with startups, but I kind of wanted to, like core leadership and take on more than just the role itself, which is exactly, you know, what I've been able to to do and the responsibilities I have today. And so I think, you know, thinking about the fellowship, not just in terms of the company and just as this like, you know, interesting experience, but really honing in on what exactly it is in terms of the characteristics of the uh, of the role that you want, the sector, the size, you know, what kind of influence you ha- want to have, I think is the best way to kind of be, be hopefully satisfied with the decision that you make. And it's definitely been for me. Thank you. Shirag, what about you? I was interested in career space, honestly, for two reasons. One, it was a super, super early company, and so the team was very small. And then two, they were in India, and I thought India. Personally, I wanted to you know, live in that country, and I felt that the startup ecosystem in India has just been growing really fast in the past, past five years or so, and I thought there would just be a lot of opportunity to learn about that market. And so my interview process was honestly very relaxed. It was only like three calls and it was really just conversation with both the co-founders on them getting to know me and then me having just kind of like a small case on how I thought about certain problems in the industry. And so overall, I thought it was super relaxed. It was really just a fit, whether I would fit in personally with the team. Yeah. Thank you, Sharad. Now, I'd like to move on to talk about networks and community at the Ultra Fellowship. So can you tell us a little bit about the connections with other fellows that you've made and with people that you've met through Ultra? Do you feel like you're a part of a community? Eileen, let's start with you. Yes, I absolutely feel like I'm a part of a community, the Ultra community. Although all the fellows are in different countries around the world, I can safely say that I keep in touch with everyone on a monthly basis and I like hearing about their updates and what they're working on at their companies and their ventures. I think in a broader perspective too, not just with the fellows, but past fellows, that's the community that you have once you join the Alter Network. And then one thing that was kind of unexpected is a lot of people reached out to me, I assume by finding me through LinkedIn just to hear about the Alter experience, whether they're interested in pursuing it themselves or just interested in learning about my experience. I think that's something that I hadn't anticipated getting insight into, but it's quite surprising how many people just want to chat with you either about, you know, my experience specifically in Mexico, my experience in fintech, or my experience with the the Alter community. I think that's one of the biggest benefits of doing the Alter Fellowship is that it opens the door for you in so many ways that you hadn't imagined. 
during orientation, the fall fellows that um, I'm part of, we had our orientation in Mexico City, which was quite convenient for me. But one of the fellows mentioned something that stuck with me. And he said that in a large group of people, I'm not sure the exact number, how many there are of us, but I think it's around 15 maybe. And he said, it's quite rare that you get along with everyone in that big of a group. And that's, like I said, stuck with me because I think it's so true. We all have in common the fact that we're able to leave our jobs and go move somewhere unexpected and challenge ourselves in ways that most people wouldn't. So I think that's quite special. And that's really like a bonding characteristic among all of the fellows, I would say. Thank you, Eileen. Alberto, how about you? How's your experience been with the Alter Fellowship community? Yeah, so I think Eileen pretty much covered it for like orientation and for actually the full cohort of Alter Fellows. Yeah, I mean, I felt exactly the same way. It's it's such a large group of people and it's so well curated because we're all in such a similar position. We're sort of like, I mean, everyone is extremely accomplished. Everyone's done a certain amount of time doing the thing that you do, you know, going to some big company or well-known company or whatever, good job straight out of college. And now looking for something more uncertain. All of these dimensions make for a really, really interesting group of people with a, with a shared value set. On a sort of different note, like an added dimension to that, for me at least, has been traveling with some of these people. In particular, I travel with another fellow, Sam, who's Australian-born, also working for an Indonesian logistics tech company, Shipper. And we traveled, yeah, I mean, we, we, we left Mexico together and traveled all the way to Istanbul um, for, I mean, months, I guess, from September until we parted in November and and the fact that we were able to do that not only getting on super well with each other throughout the entire trip but honestly like making that kind of a trip with a stranger and I also had a broken leg for the entire duration of the trip is such a testament to like what it is to be an ultra fellow I mean this is a guy that I met and knew for a week who literally carted me across the world (laughs) and supported me in everything that I needed for such a long time. I think that that pretty much says it all. That pretty much says what like what the Alter Fellowship community is about. Thank you, Alberto. Sonia, what about you? Yeah, I feel like there's very little to add because everyone's kind of spoken about the feeling of community. I think, you know, it's just kind of like a resonance that knowing that there are people scattered around the world who are so like-minded with you that also now share this like experience of working in similar conditions and a life experience overall is a very, it's a very unique thing. Although, you know, we do talk monthly, just the fact that these people exist that are kind of like you, like your people, it's a very nice feeling overall. And the fact that knowing that it's not just for the duration of the fellowship overall, actually connects you beyond even this moment in time is a, it's pretty cool to kind of be part of this group. So yeah, it's it's really great. Thank you, Sonia. Virag, what about you? Can you tell us about the connections with other fellows and the altar community that you've had? Yeah, the altar community has just been so awesome. I think uh, when I first met everyone in uh, Mexico City, I didn't know what to expect, but I ended up just having such a really fun time. Just one, traveling to a different country and just get, I felt like we all got along so well and it was just so easy and fun. And so I think right from the get-go, the community has been awesome. And then also when we're all going to our respective countries and taking what's, what is like a really big change in terms of career for 
a lot of us, I think it's just comforting to know that, you know, we have other friends and people doing the same thing. And so community has just been, is, has been really awesome. And I think it's a big part of the whole fellowship program. Now, to close off, I'd like for all of our fellows here with us today to share any advice they have on someone on the fence about taking the plunge and venturing boldly and considering applying to the Altar Fellowship. Eileen, can you tell us a little bit? My advice to anyone contemplating whether pursuing the Altar Fellowship would be not to second guess whether or not you're going to be challenged, whether or not you're going to enjoy it, whether or not it's going to make a huge impact on your career and personal life. I think it's definitely one of the better decisions that I've made. It's challenged me in ways that I've not expected. It's allowed me to make friends with people that are quite similar to me in terms of values and and career aspirations, which is a great community to join. So my only advice would be, if you're on the fence about it, talk to any Alter Fellow. They will probably tell you the same thing, that it's a great opportunity and you should definitely pursue it. Alberto, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, Ian's response is the classic one, which is like, just do it, which is sort of the mindset that I guess we all took going in. I guess I would add a caveat. I think like the way that I'm currently framing the altar fellowship, like in my mind, and as I, as I live sort of every day doing this, is actually that like, it's about so much more than just working for a given portfolio company. And it's about so much more than just like, I don't know, getting your work done or getting good commercial exposure or whatever. My objectives for the Alter Fellowship were about literally just just having like an incredibly enriched time, an incredibly enriched six months, year, whatever. And so the way that I am allocating my time is like, sure, I'm going to get my work done and like be focused. And I really want to embed myself in like the, the working practice and culture of my host country. But also it's like, who am I actually trying to become this year? And I think if you're looking to develop yourself and just have the time to like check out, just to like check out from all of the sort of nonsense and the expectations and the sort of traditional path, if you just want to take a break from that, take a breather and, and a higher perspective, then I think that's exactly what you should be doing in the autofellowship. I think like all the rest is, is fine. Like that's all reasons to jump in. But I think the biggest thing for me is that the Alter Fellowship is an opportunity for me to basically just sort of step out of the sort of rat race, take a foot out of the hamster wheel and actually like look at what I'm doing and where I am and be like, was I where I wanted to be? And like, how can I get to where I actually want to be? And then come back to the present moment and be like, what can I do on a daily basis that like allows me to get there? And that's something you can't really do if you're in a super intense, big corporate job, but it's something that you can do if you have the ability to have some sort of, some leadership, a little bit of artistic license, some freedom. And as we said, like the access and exposure to really inspiring C-suite in these interesting countries who ultimately like the value of an altar fellow is actually not that they can execute things faster or perform better than anyone else in the organization. Like these organizations are already high performing and individuals domestically in these countries have a great deal of talent. Like what an altar fellow brings to the table is, is, a, is a fresh perspective. And being someone who can bring a fresh perspective to others actually puts you in a position to take a fresh perspective from them as well. I think that's like, that's what I'd say. And if any of that sounds good, then, then be an altar fellow. Alberto. Sonia, what about you? What advice would you give? 
Yeah, kind of jumping off of where Alberto left off is is the fellowship is really cool because it's very dynamic and it's very flexible to the things that you're trying to achieve. It can be as as much as just saying, oh, I just want to you know be somewhere else and just try something new, right? But it can also be so much more where if you wanted to just take the plunge and really like test out your leadership within product or strategy or whatever, the fellowship says you can do that if you're willing to be that person and really like, you know, commit yourself to the role. And so if you are the type of person who has always, you know, been on the fence about trying something, I think you should definitely go for it because this is like the best net to basically catch you in 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 doing that. And at the same time, you also get such a unique experience where the learning is bi-directional. It's not that you're adding something to, you know, someone's organization or thinking you're also receiving just as much in return as well. And if you layer that with the specifics of what exactly trying to accomplish right like let's say you're trying to increase your exposure to vcs and the startup space or you're trying to become a more product-driven leader or strategy-driven leader you can get all those things as well so i'm a pretty goal-oriented person as well so i kind of made sure if i had any tips to share it would be that have some sort of preparation mental preparation in terms of what exactly it is that you're trying to accomplish because you're probably going to be able to do that when you go through the fellowship Thank you so much, Sonia. Sure. What about you? Any words of advice? Yeah, honestly, I feel like I've learned, you know, more in the past two months at the Ultra Fellowship than I did, you know, maybe like a full year in my last job. And so I really just try to think about, you know, what, you know, what your own goals are and what you want to prioritize. And for me, I think the learning at this point in my career is just so much is so important to me. And so also just feeling like, you know, taking a risk and trying something new is, it was definitely something that I wanted to, at some point in my career. And I think the Ultra Fellowship has just really fulfilled that uh, desire for me. So Alberto, Eileen, Sanya, Sharag, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. All of us here at the Ultra team and our ventures are so proud of you. And we're very much looking forward to our next cohort of Ultra Fellows. So as all of us here have said, it's, it's really such an incredible opportunity to, as we say here at Alter, venture boldly and to experience a new country, a new company, a new way of thinking, and to really push yourself to define who you are, what your limits are, and what limits you can overcome. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Venture Boldly. We'll be back soon, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. To learn more about our ventures or meet our team, you can visit our website at alter.vc. That's A-L-T-E-R dot We'll catch you next time on Venture Boldly, an Alter podcast. <laughs>